Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. Leslie, it's so good to see you again, though. I love to you see your too. face. Oh, my Here's goodness. Too. You're the <laughs> you best look, smile. You look so happy. You have the best smile. You look oh. so good. Thank you. It's good to see you. Thank, Thank you for you. doing this for me. Yes. I'm so excited. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. I'm on the floor in my closet. <laughs> Same. I'm in the closet, too. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love how that's like the place to do podcasts. Okay, well, then we need to start out by telling me three things about yourself. Okay, so first thing about me is music is how I express myself. So I have found that music is my language. Like, I don't even know. I just love music so much. Two is I firmly believe that being a mom is not what I thought it was and that that's okay, that I'm still a good mom if I don't love it all the time. Love so that's that. two. Three is um, that I'm not a victim, that I'm a victor and that I'm a warrior. And I've learned that along this journey. So I, those are three things about me. Wow. Those are some great, powerful things, which leads us into your lemon, probably. So you've got to tell me about your lemon experience. Yeah, it's crazy. As a eight months old, seven month old baby, my, my father died by suicide. Um leaving my mom with four little kids under the age of six. She was 25. And I've spent my whole life trying to figure out how someone can look at a brand new baby and think they were better off without them. I just like could not figure that out. And until I became a mom and had postpartum depression and then I knew, I got it, I got it. I understood it that day. There was a day when I actually was listening to the song from your intro on your podcast hold on <laughs> it's a good song yeah that was my moment where I was like I get it I totally get how you can get into such a dark space that you feel like people are better off without you it's crazy I never thought that I would understand that and it's it's hard to say that it took that type of an experience to understand that but I would say my lemon is becoming a mom because I felt like I had seen all these examples of what motherhood was, that it was a beautiful thing and everyone loves to cuddle babies and all of this, right? And I I had my son and I, I looked at him. There's a picture of us, our first picture together, and I felt nothing. I felt nothing, not good or bad. And you can see in my eyes in that picture that there's just no connection at all. And so I started to shame and guilt myself for not wanting a baby. When all of my friends had had fertility struggles and my close friend had just had a stillborn and I felt nothing when I looked at this baby. It was, it was awful and I thought, oh my gosh, like I'm not worthy of being a mom and I should love this and I should want to hold my baby and I hate nursing and he's puking all, like just craziness, right? And then I think, well, I don't have postpartum depression because I don't want to hurt my baby because that's what I thought postpartum was. So I just sort of 
suffered for a while, I guess, because I thought, well, this is just motherhood, so this must be what it looks like. Um, and then I, and then I realized, like, oh well, it's just because we live in Canada and my family's in Utah. I'll just, I'll just hang tight till we move back to Utah. And then we moved back to Utah when my son was three months old. Still didn't feel better. I was even worse. And just the guilting, the guilt. Oh my goodness, right? Like all, and two of my other friends had just had babies, and they were like, "Oh, I love my newborn. This is so wonderful." And I was like, "What's wrong with me?" And I just, man, it was so terrible. And then about nine months in, my friend posted on her Instagram that she had postpartum anxiety. And I was like, that's a thing? What? And she was like, yeah. And she explained my whole situation. And and, uh, and so I went to the doctor the next day and I got medication and I suffered for way too long. And I was like, I'll be darned if someone I know in my arm's reach goes through this for longer than they need to. I will not let this, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't just sit there with that information and do nothing about it. So I still continued to guilt and shame myself <laughs> for not bonding with him. I did not bond with my son until he was almost three years old. And I think that I held myself back because I felt bad. I did do, I started to do therapy. I did, um, when the uh, Emily effect, that whole campaign came out with postpartum depression. Um, I started to go to all of their events and educate myself as much as I could. And I just wanted to give it a voice. I posted my story on Facebook. I wanted to share, I wanted to just make sure that anybody that became a mom knew. But then that turned into my vision of motherhood is I feel bad for someone when they're pregnant because I'm like, oh, they're gonna have a terrible experience, oh no. And I wanted to save everybody, you know? Cause I just, it was almost PTSD. I had such a terrible experience giving birth to that I can't even go to the hospital when my friends have babies. Cause I'm just, it threw me for a loop at the time. So I, about three years after my son was born, I started to bond with him. And the more people that I had talked to and the more friends that had opened up and reached out for support with postpartum, the more I realized that it looks different for everybody. And that I wanted to be part of giving voice to that. And so I started a podcast with my friend. And we wanted to just do a video because I have a film background. And so I thought, oh, we'll just do a video, you know, and the, the health department will show it at their things or whatever. And, you know, we connected with groups and stuff. So anyways, we were like, oh, we'll just do that. <laughs> and my friend was like, I would love to interview, but I don't want somebody to see my face. <laughs> and I don't want people to know that I didn't love my baby. <laughs> you know, it's a hard thing to talk about. It is. It's, it's, I was robbed of my experience of motherhood because of mental health. And I was angry about that. I felt like, man, I should love this. I should, this was my first and I had to have a hysterectomy. So it was my only child. I cannot have more. And I'm okay with that. But for me, I was just like, I was robbed of this experience that's supposed to be joyful. And, oh, I was just so mad, right? Mad at myself, mad at my body, mad at my brain feeling so betrayed by my brain and just angry, 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 all the energy putting angry at my brain, right? My mental health. So I started the podcast with my friend Lindsay and it within, oh, I want to say 
oh, just a few weeks, we had over a hundred women in line to share their story. We we have not once, we've not once asked for people to come on. Still to this day, they're coming to us to share. This topic to me, I felt like I get to make right shaming myself by giving and holding space for women to come and share their story of their experience and give their voice. Most of these women have never told anybody that they went through it. And for them to walk in and to, you probably see the same stuff, Heidi, when people show up to share and they share and when they leave, they feel lighter because they didn't share it in vain. They shared it knowing that someone's going to hear it. It's going to affect and it's going to change someone's life. And like, it's hard, it's hard work to hold space, you know? It is. And to hear stories and to see the people that you love, people that you don't even know sometimes share what they've gone through and to hear it again when you edit it afterwards and when you post it, to hear it multiple times, sometimes that as a mom and as a friend and as a woman and as a person, I, I truly believe that women have the capability and the power to heal the world if we heal ourselves. So I felt like, okay, I'm going to hold space for these women. I'm going to listen. We're going to just let them share. We're going to get the stories out there. Every single story is different on our podcast. I was nervous at first. Like, okay, this is going to be the same story every time. <laughs> you know, it's hard to be a mom or I had postpartum. I had depression. I was sad. Every single story was so different. And so to me, I just felt like this is, this is it. This is what I get to do. I get to make lemonade, if you will out of the horrible experience of becoming a mom, right? For me, <laughs> um, and, and show my gratitude for the calling of being a mom and show that, I don't know, I just, I, don't, I didn't want anybody to suffer as long as I did. I didn't want anybody to feel guilt. I wanted, I want, and I still do want moms to know it's okay. You're still a good mom. It's okay to not love it all the time. So, for me, I also felt like I did it for my dad. Today's his birthday. So having lost him to that when I was a baby, I feel like I, if one of my, one of the podcasts stops a mom from doing that, then it was worth it all. You know, I would do it again a hundred times. Totally. If it helps one mom. So anyway. Wow. Which I'm sure you are. You're helping more than one mom. You're helping hundreds of moms. It's great to know that people relate to what you're going through and that you can have that voice to express what you're feeling. You're freeing people from that burden and that guilt. You're doing amazing things. I feel that way about you. I just, I'm so glad you're doing this. I, Yay. yeah. Well, I'm glad I get to talk to you about what you're doing. So what is the name of your podcast? It's called Rising Phoenix Podcast. So... I felt like it was about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I've always, I don't know. I've always associated with fire, maybe because I'm a Leo, but, um, and just wings and flying. And I've always kind of lived in a cocoon all my life. I like to be safe. I like my comfort zone. And at some point in my life, uh, one of the treatment centers that I did when I was going through postpartum, uh, one of my phrases that I came up with was use your wings because I've lived my life in a cocoon because I didn't want to get hurt and um, losing my dad to suicide caused my family to 
disconnect and have no relationship with each other. My dad's family has negative feelings towards my mom and you, know, you just everybody grieves different. Um, my mom was married multiple times. We moved a lot. We had a lot of chaos and so I thrived in chaos, but it was like, to some extent, I lived in my little cocoon of, you're not gonna hurt me. And then at some point through postpartum and through that journey of like, you know, the treatment and therapy and all those things, it was, I'm a butterfly. I'm a phoenix. I have wings and they are beautiful. And I am not, I am not gonna live in a cocoon anymore. I'm gonna fly. And I used to feel like if I flew and if I showed my wings that it would make people feel uncomfortable or like I was more than and they were less than and it's like, no, 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 no. We fly together. We encourage each other to fly together and you use our wings and celebrate each other together. And if my light's too bright for you, put some sunglasses on, you know? <laughs> Love so, that. and it's, you know, I don't know. So, and then in April I had a brain injury, which totally shook me. And honestly, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. So that's really the, that's the lemon is the brain injury. Okay. Tell me about that. I think that having to retrain my brain, I had to get a different job position at work. I can't multitask anymore. I found my work ethic is my, my identity was my ability to, I had to have someone else host the podcast just barely start doing it because I can't do it anymore. can't do the same things I used to do. So for me, it's just learning to find a different side of myself. Like I have hard days. I'm not, when I say that I have beautiful wings that fly, they hurt sometimes. <laughs> you know, like I can make lemonade with lemons for sure, you know, but it's it, it, keeping it real. It's, it's work every day. It's like a muscle. It's like Mental health for me is a muscle. And if I don't use it, if I don't strengthen it, if I don't do the work every single day with the tools that I have, it's going to fall back. It's going to get weak. I don't know. I'm rambling. Not at all. This is so great. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, I hear you. I love this. No, not at all. You're doing great. I don't know. I think it's just because I just, I don't want it to be in vain. I think yeah. that what my dad went through, I want to give meaning and purpose to that. And I, I want to live a life. I want to learn from it. I don't, we we're all down here. We're all going through stuff together, you know? And I don't know. I just, I want to make it right with my son. I want him to know that let's get real here. Life's hard. Let's be honest about it and push through the hard stuff. Cause man, it feels so good after you push through something hard. Yeah, it does. You know, yeah. as hard as it is, but uh, the biggest thing that I've learned in my life and throughout postpartum and because I had a few years in there when postpartum first hit me where I got real self-destructive mm. and it comes down to who you surround yourself with. And yes. for me, I learned, I had a friend that I hung out with a lot back then and I was up to no good and she was too and we both just were like cool we hate our lives let's hate our lives together and be dumb mm. <laughs> and careless and and I don't hold judgment for that but when you surround yourself with people especially accountability for myself right for not showing up in my truth and being a good friend and a good example as well 
But when you surround yourself with people that like you, like Heidi, if I could just get like 15 Heidi's all day long, oh my goodness gracious. I would love that so much. I need but, some too. <laughs> oh, you're the best. But really though, like to surround yourself with people that that want to find the good in things and just that acknowledge like you are with this podcast, you're acknowledging the hard. Yeah, for sure. But you're saying like, what'd you learn from it? Yeah. Like, I just, it's all about who you surround yourself with. I would not have gotten through what I'm going through with my brain injury if I didn't surround myself with the right people. I think I would have gone self-destructive. I would have gone depressive. I would have gone probably an alcoholic. I don't know. Like, honestly, you just don't know because we all grieve differently. But I think it comes down to even if it means that you're alone, it's better than being surrounded by people that are either in victim mode or I don't know. Or destructive to you and to themselves, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so, that's great that you can notice that and you know that for yourself. Yeah, that's the lemonade, I guess, is the awareness of it all. Yep. Look how much you've learned. So much. And then you're talking about it. And that's the best part, too, is you're not keeping it to yourself. You're sharing to help others. And that's yeah. amazing. Everybody I needs 10 no Leslie's to surround them, too. <laughs> It's a little exhausting, but I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah. really, though, it, it's I have no shame. I will I will tell all my sins because I just think that I'm okay with that. If you it means that you, yeah, you get, like, I'm not perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm, it's just, I don't know. I think that there's something to be said about just keeping it real with each other and knowing that we all suffer. Absolutely. Why do we go around pretending and trying to save this face or something to just be like, oh, everything's great. Because as soon as we're real and as soon as we let that guard down, most of the time when I've done that, the person I'm with is like, me too. And, yeah. th- and then we can relate in this whole higher level than just walking around like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how we like connected Yeah, it back is, in the yeah. day. Yeah, we were both like, hey, wait, let's get real about our lives. Wait a minute, you too? I love yes. you. Yes. And now here we are. Like, what, 15, 15 years later. Years later. <laughs> Do you believe that? 15 oh. years. I know. That's crazy, huh? I know. Wow. But yeah, it's all about being real. And it's hard to do. It's, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, yeah. people can do that. It's really hard to do. And it's a risk. But I don't know. I think most of the time... I come out ahead whenever I'm real with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I come out ahead with a better relationship, a closer connection, a new best friend. Mm-hmm. Usually works to my benefit. That's true. That's so true. And I think you've found that too. You have this sisterhood now with your podcast. Yeah, it's so cool. We have the coolest tribe of moms. There's something about seeing a woman learn to love herself and learn to be okay with not being perfect. Like there's just something about that, that cause my mom does retreats and we have like, you know, women's groups um, once a month. Well, we were before all this, but we are doing women's support groups once a month and just the growth, like you just have to vomit sometimes, right? Like my mom calls it puke the poison, but like you really do. Like yes, as women, we have to hold space for each other and just say it sometimes. It's all these women from our podcast that have shown me that it's cool to be real, you know? Yeah. 
than to love yourself and love yourself for not being perfect. I think too, though, I think the most important part of it is just surrendering to your journey. Like, don't fight it, you know? I feel like the universe shows you so many signs. God, your friends, your family, like people, there's a path, like we all have our journey and it's like life gets really hard when you try to fight that. You know, it's like you have to just surrender to it and like, yeah. it know. is what it is. Just embrace it for what it is. Real it's fun. A lot harder. <laughs> we make it so much harder on ourselves, don't we? I oh know. My goodness. I know. If I could learn to be more fluid and just go with it, if I could practice what I preach, this is my problem. <laughs> it's really easy to tell other people, it is what it is. Just go with it. Just don't fight it and don't label it good or bad. Just it is, you know, and then I, something happens to me and I stub my toe and I'm like, what? This is the worst thing ever. <laughs> but I think, I think the important part, Heidi, about that with you, though, is like you don't stay in that space. I know. That's true. You don't stay You're going to react that way. We're all going to yeah. react that way. It's just... What you preach is to not stay in that. Yeah, so you do practice what you preach. I have Just bad days. So. <laughs> yeah. You are great yeah. with that. Don't don't invite it in and, and let it sit and get comfortable. Yeah. 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 That's but also you have to work through it. You can't push it away too soon either because it comes back to remind you again. So That's so true. You have to face it. I remember a, a therapist that I saw one time. He said to me, he was like, so all these fears are chasing you like a wolf. Like they're just running after you. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. So like the more you run, the more they're going to keep running after you. Right. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, turn around and hug it. Wow. I'm like, what? Turn around, face that feeling or that fear or that emotion. Give it a hug. Tell it thank you and walk away. Stop running. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that. Wow. Therapists can do us some good sometimes too, right? Yeah, I know. They give you some real gems. <laughs> they do. And you hold on to that and you use it again later. And that's what you need. It's perfect yeah. stuff for, for the future. When something happens again, you're like, oh, is this the thing I'm supposed to hug and yeah. thank? It's thanking yeah. it. That's the key, yeah. actually. Thank it you is. for helping me, teaching me, and letting me grow because of this and changing me. Yeah. That's Because really it just wants acknowledgement in some ways, right? Like. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It's so healing for people. And I just admire that you're doing this. You're such an inspiration. Thank you for, for rising above this and for being the example and for helping other people. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I seriously. You're still here. We'll then click on the next episode to get more lemonade.